Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Buzzworthy Radio here on BuzzworthyRadio.net and on BlogTalkRadio.com. I'm your host, Deval J. Lee, and it is Tuesday, February 8th, 2011, 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on your internet streaming computers. I want to introduce you to a true icon in television and film. From Julia to Dominique Devereaux, she said, yes, we can, before anybody else. Tonight, you'll be able to see her guest starring in a brand new episode of USA's White Collar alongside Billy D. Williams. It's my pleasure to bring to you this morning, Diane Carroll. How are you? Good morning. I want to I want to say that the words thank you are the first things I have to come out of my mouth because you pretty much were the start for anybody who is an African American to basically come on television and they didn't have to be fit into the stereotypical role. You broke that mold. I just want to say thank you. I'm 25 years old, and I even remember what Julia was to me. That was a huge deal. So I I just, I love it. This is is fantastic for me to get the chance to speak with you right now. I thank you very much. Good morning. I say that at the just turned 6 a.m. here. (laughs) And I'm, I'm very happy that my first words this morning are thank you. Absolutely. I will keep saying that, and you know, I mean, I, I pretty much have followed your career as much as I could in a, in a, in a span of, of ten years since I've first watched reruns of Julia, and then getting into other things. And then I saw you on—I I didn't even know you were on Dynasty as Dominique Devereaux until I saw you do an interview, and then you also came on as as Dominique as quote unquote the black bitch. And <laughs> the black bitch. So I, I wanted to I wanted to be called the first black bitch on television, and which, I think we came as close to that as we possibly could. And um, I, I'm very happy to tell you that what I'm doing at the moment, <clears throat> I don't have to be a bitch. I'm happy about that. Um, White collar is giving me a lovely role to play, and my name is June. And I'm rather rather normal, except that I live in something like a forty-eight million dollar house in uh, in New York City. But I'm having a wonderful time doing white collar, and um, I think it is so marvelous at my age that anyone is thinking of me for doing uh, to do um, anything at all on television. So it makes me quite happy to be a part of it. Now tonight's episode, uh, Billy D. Williams is also making a guest appearance on the show, and there's somewhat of a connection with his character and your character, somewhat, if I'm not mistaken. Well, uh, Billy is playing a friend of my late husband in this episode, and the episode is called Countermeasures, and um, uh, Billy has come to visit me in in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, I think he's 
just been released from from prison. I don't want to give too much of this away, but he's right. fantastic in this role. He's fabulous. He really does one of, I think, one of the best pieces of work that I've seen in the last few years from Billy. He had a wonderful time doing it, and it was great being um, on camera and on set with him again. We go back to high school. We were in high school together. Oh, wow. Mm, That's amazing. Wow, right. That's yeah, amazing. And I was so happy to know that he's well and happy and working, and he felt the same about me. It was really lovely. The part was perfect for him, just perfect. And you're also going to be singing in tonight's episode alongside Matt Bomer. Yes, there's a little singing. that You know, he really loves to sing, Matt Bomer. He loves it. I think he would prefer to be a song and dance man, but we have a little <laughs> song okay. <laughs> together. And uh, just to find out if we could, if we could pull it off, if we could do it, uh, I think we both were very happy with it. Um, I, I will see it tonight, just as the rest of the country will see it tonight. Oh, that's amazing! I'm looking forward to seeing that episode um, because I've never heard I've never heard you sing before, so it was, this will be a first for me. So you can't imagine every time I I hear that from. From a young person, it's something that has helped me to um, keep my focus and my foot on on the line of, of reality. And because when you begin in this thing called a career, you never dream that you will live to hear anyone say, um, I, I don't know what you do. Or I, I've never heard you sing, or I've never heard you... <laughs> but I suppose when your child, my offspring, is 50 years of age, yes, it is very possible that there are people who are going to say to me, I never heard you sing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I do find that amazing. But um, I, I, I find life... Uh, uh, liberty and the pursuit of happiness even more amazing, so I, I occupy my time more with that, really. But I hope you do hear a little note of whatever that we manage to put on film or tape tonight. I intend I to. Like I intend to. And speaking Good. of Good. and speaking of your career, you know, as I said, you know, I, I started watching Julia when they started showing it on Naked Night all those years ago, and it just amazed me how you had a character role, a lead character role. Basically, you were the character, the starring character of the show. You were Julia. That's correct. Yeah. And yeah. It, it it was just amazing to me how you were able to be star in a sitcom in the '60s in a lead during that time, especially where there was still a bit of a stigma where you saw African Americans on television. And pretty much felt that that stigma let that stigma. You still had people that thought that they should only be in stereotypical parts. Yes, for you, true. for you, for you personally, once that came about, how did that come about? What was your reaction when you got this role and you basically broke that mold for an African American woman, not just women, but for African Americans overall? Um, you know, years before I did Julia, because I started in this business in the 50s, mm -hmm. um, I did a Broadway show, 
on the Broadway show was really basically about that. I went to Paris and I became a model and I fell in love with a photographer who was also an American, a white American. And, and um, I, I mean, same problem, let's say. But I think that after you've done that a couple of times, you realize that it is much more exciting and attractive to people who've never lived integrated lives. I was born and brought up in in New York City. And while, of course, we are aware when we begin to buy our homes or wanting to join the country club or certain jobs that are not available to us because of the color of our skin, that that is in the world. But to the extent that I later learned that people were astounded and said things like, I never thought I would see this in my lifetime, the same as they just said about the President of the United States. But um, I think I was brought up in an era that was constantly forcing change forcing change and um, I I really was just young enough to believe that um, whatever is the will of the people is going to to happen and uh, a play was written for me by Richard Rogers um, it was an amazing American um, composer and uh, it was called No Strings and the love affair was about um, something that they said had never been on Broadway before, uh, an interracial love affair. Mm. And um, um, so there were several examples of of what happened on Ju- in Julia. And Julia came about because the creative executive producer happened to attend the luncheon given by the NAACP, and he heard a gentleman speak who was saying to the writers, producers of Hollywood, I think it was here in Los Angeles, that it is their personal responsibility to do something, not just read about um, segregation or lack of opportunities in the newspaper, but do something because of the power of television. Absolutely. Just don't go home and say, I went to an NAACP luncheon and it was very nice. What is it that you can do to make a contribution to the, uh, the integration that will... Norm have to take place. It, it has to happen. And he went home and he wrote Julia, and um, it was the beginning of a very interesting time in my life. Uh, I moved to California for the first time and lived in a different community of <laughs> segregation. I lived in New York, and the, the, you know the whole country really was much more segregated than it is today. But um, I'm happy that I was a part of that project, and I'm proud that I was a part of that project. I love it. And and I know I'm getting into my ear that we have to wrap it up, but I would love for you to come back, and we definitely want to talk more about your career. I would love to have you back. Everybody, check out White Collar tonight, everybody. Countermeasures is the episode. Please do so. It starts at 10 p.m. Eastern, everybody on USA. Um but uh, we do have to wrap it up. Thank you so much, Diane Carroll, for coming on to the show. I really do appreciate it. Um, everybody, come back today at one twenty. Even though it's scheduled at 1 o'clock, I'll come on a few minutes early. Come back at one twenty though, when Hillary B. Smith joins us today, this afternoon, at one twenty p.m. Eastern Time. Okay? So we will be back in a few hours. But make sure you guys come back by 1 o'clock, all right? 
We'll see you guys later on in the middle of LJ Lee, making sure you get the latest buzz with Buzzworthy Radio. We'll see you guys in about a few hours, okay? Talk to you later. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows, and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy.